Hello, everyone. I'm Ross Brown from the Southwest Cyber Resilience Centre. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all to the latest in a series of podcasts from the uh, SWCRC. Don't worry if you haven't caught all of the podcasts, as you can access them via our website, which is www.swcrc.co.uk, or through Buzzsprout. If you and your business haven't joined us yet, don't forget our core membership is absolutely free, and we provide you with National Cyber Security Centre products to keep your business safe online. Um, so this podcast is titled The Role of a Cyber Protect Officer and How You Can uh, Affect My Business. I'm really thrilled to welcome uh, Megan. She's a, a Cyber Protect Officer from Avon and Somerset Police. Um, and uh, she's got extensive experience in the field. And uh, she's going to tell us all about her job and how she can help you um, make your business uh, safer online. And the best thing is, um, it won't cost you anything, uh, much like the services that we provide as well. Um, so, Megan, um, you're really welcome. Uh, uh, and I guess um, that introduction probably didn't do you justice. So is there anything else that you'd like to tell the uh, listeners about yourself and, and what you do? Oh, thank you for having me, Ross. Um, so... In my role as a cyber protect officer, I provide bespoke advice to victims, the general public, organisations and businesses. My priority is to take a proactive response to cybercrime, and we do this with the aim to reduce the individual's or organisation's attack surface and lower the chances of a cyber attack. The advice is focused on prevention, but also how we can stop people from becoming repeat victims. The advice we provide can range from simple online safety advice, such as you know, complex passwords, the use of two-step verification, um, to the more technical measures, such as physical hardware, implementation of software, and the security mechanisms behind applications. We want to make sure that people are following the right guidance that is available to them, which is vital for online survival. We target the, the advice to a wide range of different audiences, such as small and medium-sized enterprises and their business support groups. Uh, we help parents and foster carers, so we look to help them understand the online world that their kids are growing up in and how they can support them. Um, we work with schools, so that's the teachers, the staff, parents, students, the governors, colleges and universities. Um, we also support organisations such as WIs, Rotary Clubs, the University of the Third Age, and also work with um, local parish councils and local councils as well. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess that's looking at the, the, the vulnerability of those groups who perhaps don't have their own IT departments to uh, to help them out. And I guess that's where, where you would step in. Exactly. Yeah. So we're there to support them in any way that we can, um, you know, particularly the smaller organisations that, like you said, don't have the, the technical support in place or perhaps can't afford the um, IT or technical support from external agencies as well. Megan, uh, thanks for mentioning all those groups. Um, and I think it's really important that uh, in, in terms of the vulnerability piece that, that um, you, know, you, you have the ability to uh, to get in to talk to them. Um, and I suppose really thinking about that, how, how can you make uh, your business more cyber aware and secure? And how can you help that? So um, I think every business needs to have cybersecurity as one of their top priorities. And um, there's a huge range of services and support available for businesses to help them become more cyber aware. Um, you know, there are various workshops available for free and um, through local cyber protect officers such as myself, but also available with the Southwest Regional Cybercrime Unit. Um, just a couple of examples. So there are cyber awareness talks. So this is a non-technical presentation um, that can be delivered. Decision, decisions and disruption workshops. Um, so this is where you'll be working in a team to manage the cybersecurity of a fictional organization. There's the board toolkit, 
um, a phishing masterclass, um, which helps you to understand the tactics used in phishing attacks, uh, cyber prepare and response workshops, live cyber exercises, and most recently, the amazing cyber escape room. Um, the National Cybersecurity Centre also has lots of amazing resources available, including the Small Business Guide and Actions, the Response and Recovery Guide, 10 Steps to Cybersecurity and the Exercise in a Box tool. All of these are available online. And then there is also the government backed cyber essentials schemes. So the cyber essentials helps to protect your business against the most common cyber attacks and also provides you with a clearer picture of your organization's cybersecurity level. Yeah, that, that's great. I think there's a, a whole load of really, really useful information in there. Um, if I could just pick up on one or two of those points, if you don't mind. Um, certainly, um, and I suppose it's probably a comment more than a, a question to you, but I think it's really useful to put that board toolkit in with the, that, that raft of um, cyber defences. Because certainly in, in our experience here in the Southwest CRC, um, people tend to silo work and they tend to put cyber cyber defences over off to one side and it, it sort of operates in its own sort of um, almost mystical uh, position within the company. But obviously what you're advocating is it, it needs to be front and centre and actually needs to uh, go across all work streams. Absolutely, I, I completely agree. Unfortunately, with cybercrime, there seems to be a, a negative stigma or embarrassment about cyber safety, cyber security and cybercrime. But actually, we just need to get the conversation open. We need to get everybody talking about it within an organisation and a business. It's not just one person's responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. And that's you know really important for businesses and organisations to recognise yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and the other thing uh, that, that, that I was really interested in, and I'll be honest, I don't know very much about, is the cyber escape room. Can, can you, are you in a position to talk us through that? Yeah, so it's something that um, the Southwest Regional Cybercrime Unit um, have running at the minute, um, developed by the Met Police. Um, it's a really good interactive exercise where you uh, are in the situation where you're trying to um, get a colleague off the hook almost well, not off the hook clear their name uh, because they've been framed for you know a, a various crime I don't want to spoil it too much because it's a great great tool um, but it's really interactive and it, it starts that conversation it's a bit of a, an icebreaker for the cybersecurity world where actually it breaks it down it says look this isn't really technical it's not really intense um, and it, it, it's a fun way to just get that conversation started. I've done it a couple of times myself now, and I love it because I love escape rooms. I love the challenge. <laughs> but it also, like I said, starts starts that lovely conversation of cyber safety um, yeah. and what you can do. It's really eye-opening. Great. Sounds fascinating. And obviously, if people want to do that, they can they can get in touch with you. And I, I'm sure you'll give you your contact details um, at the end of the podcast. Um, so... As a cyber protector officer, what does a typical day look like to you? Yeah, so um, every day looks different for me, to be honest, but they always start the same. And that's with a cup of tea and checking my emails. <laughs> um, lots of tea through the day. Um, I normally always have a few emails from officers around our force asking for bespoke cybercrime prevention advice for their victims. Um, I'll spend the morning then making those various phone calls that could be to those victims, um, victims that have reported a cybercrime to action fraud and need cyber safety advice to help prevent them from becoming a repeat victim. I'll also be making calls or sending emails to businesses and organisations who would like to book one of the inputs that I you know, previously mentioned. 
Um, in addition to that, I'll be researching cybercrime trends or changes in attack vectors and looking at how I can best raise awareness within our communities. This could either be through a social media campaign, making use of the LinkedIn network, creating targeted advice for a particular industry sector, or utilizing the policing network to target specific communities or organizations. After lunch, I'm then normally sort of out and about, out of the office. Depending on the day, I could either be at a business providing one of those cyber awareness talks to staff, um, or I could be in a school talking to teachers about their cyber awareness and their students' online safety as well. It really, really varies sort of day on day, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're, you're you're a very busy person. Um, I I noticed um, you know, obviously the posts that you put on LinkedIn, and I guess you would probably encourage people to follow you on that because you're always coming up with some really really useful um, suggestions and guidance on how to stay safer. Yeah, absolutely. Always give me a follow on LinkedIn. We like to talk about all the um, advice that is available. If there's a new trend that's come out, we will always share it. Um, but we also just like to highlight the work that we do within our community and, you know, whether people think that's something that could apply to their group. Um, lots of people see our posts and see we've been, at a, you know, a recent event or stand or done a talk with a, a recent organisation. They think, oh, I want a bit of that. And they'll organise a talk for themselves. So it's a really great way to just get the message out there and get the conversation going. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, certainly if, if you're not following Megan uh, on LinkedIn at the moment, please do so because you'll find it really beneficial. Um, so Megan, what is some advice you could give on how to protect um, yourself and your business? So I've got two main bits of advice here. Uh, my first bit of advice is to never disregard the basics and always consider a it as when it will happen and not if it will happen. When I give my talks, I always cover what lots of people will probably consider the basic information, such as password hygiene and two-step verification. I always do that because we see time and time again that when these steps aren't followed or implemented, that's when the issues start to appear. My second bit of advice is to always utilise every resource and tool available to you. Local Cyber Protect Officers and the Southwest Regional Cyber Protect Officers can provide the workshops for free that can help protect your, yourself and your business. In addition, the NCSC has so many amazing available resources, such as the Exercise in a Box online tool, which helps an organisation find out how resilient they are to cyber attacks and practice their response in a safe environment. And then lastly, the Cyber Essentials Scheme. Um, I didn't know if you knew, but from the Cybersecurity Breaches Survey 2022, found that whilst only 16% of businesses and 19% of charities were aware of the scheme, only 6% of businesses um, and charities had obtained that certification. And you can use their readiness toolkit to create an action plan to help you move towards meeting the requir requirements needed. And you might be closer than you think you are to achieving it. So it's always worth a look. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, we here at the SWCRC are really, really keen exponents of Cyber Essentials. And we work closely with uh, IASME um, in order to try and uh, get that information out to our memberships. And of course, we are proud members um, of the scheme, having um, completed our certification last uh, last January. So. One of the six <laughs> percent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you certainly can't practice what you preach. So uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're very, very keen on cyber essentials, and, and obviously valuable. You know, if you're going for government contracts as well as um, because you have to to, to show you, you, you've got the defences there. Yeah. Um. So, I suppose in the event uh, and the unfortunate event uh, that I'm, I suffer a cyber attack, uh, what do I do if I do need to report a cyber attack? 
So all fraud and cybercrime need to be reported to Action Fraud. Um, they're the National Fraud and Cybercrime Reporting Centre for England, Wales and Northern Ireland. No matter how big or how small you think it is, always report it. They provide a 24-7 live cyber reporting service for businesses. The specialist advisors will help to identify what type of attack you are experiencing by asking you a series of questions. They'll then give you advice and pass the reports to the National Fraud Intelligence Bureau, the NFIB, um, and live cyber reports are then sent to the relevant police agency within the UK in order to get the best response. Right, and now I guess that's I, I, where you get most of your referrals from, is it? Yeah, so I get a lot of um, the victim referrals from there. So they will pass on victims to myself that they think need the extra protect advice um, for a protect aspect. Um, and then, like I said, the live cyber reports then get sent to the relevant police force for an appropriate response. OK, well, that, 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 that's quite a joined up approach and that's, that's quite, quite reassuring. Um, so... <clears throat> I know we've heard of, of, of horror stories, I suppose, where people have suffered hyper, hyper, cyber attacks. Um, <laughs> how can I actually prevent myself from being targeted again? Because I know, uh, again, from, from my own uh, experience and case studies, um, that much like, I suppose, um, where burglars used to know it took three months for once they burgled a house for the, for the household contents insurance to pay out, People to the room replace the items that have been stolen and then go back in three months' time and steal them all over again. So I know you have to close all the loopholes in, in your, your, um, your, 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 your systems. So how, how, can I, how can I stop being targeted again and how can I get those loopholes closed? Unfortunately, we see um, a large amount of victims being targeted again, like you said, once they have been a victim once, um, unfortunately, they are likely to go on and become a repeat victim. Um, and that's across fraud and cybercrime, unfortunately. Um, and it's, you know, unfortunately, not everybody will put in the steps that they need to, to prevent themselves from becoming a repeat victim. Um, so what I talk about is the Cyber Aware um, campaign, which is the UK government's national campaign on cybersecurity. Um, and I talk about this in all my talks, um, even if I'm talking to parents or teachers about online safety for their children. Um, it's important that they always bear this information in mind as well. Um, the campaign itself covers six top tips, which will help to prevent you from becoming uh, from being targeted by cyber criminals and also uh, from becoming a repeat victim. Top tip number one is to create a separate password for your email. Um, this is because if your email account was compromised, not only would cyber criminals have access to important information about you, but all your other passwords could be reset as well. Uh, top tip number two is to create a strong password using three random words as weak password passwords could be hacked in seconds. Um, and I mean three completely random words like door, carpet, window. They're not associated with us in any capacity and it's a nice, strong and long password. Um, you can use the password manager to store your different passwords and avoid uh, reusing your passwords. That was top tip number three. Um, top tip number four <laughs> is to turn on the two-step verification as it adds that extra layer of protection to your accounts. Top tip number five is to regularly update your devices as cyber criminals will look to exploit weaknesses in software and applications. Um, the providers are working to fix these weaknesses by releasing regular updates, so always take them. And then top tip number six is turning on your backups. Whilst this doesn't necessarily make you more secure, it does act as an insurance policy if you find yourself a victim to a cyber crime. And often it's the recovery from these cyber crimes that is the most impactful to our victims. 
Brilliant. That's some really, really strong advice there. So, so thanks, Megan. That was that, that was really helpful. And I, I think the thing that I've sort of taken away from uh, our talk this morning it is the fact that actually you don't need to do a lot, and it doesn't need to cost you anything. It, it's just a little bit of time and a little bit of thought can actually stop um, uh, hackers getting into your systems and then effectively destroying your business. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, lots of people think it's one of the cyber myths that is out there that I try and debunk is that you need to be a technical wizard to understand cyber safety and online safety. But actually, when you break it down into you know simple steps, it's really easy things that we can all be following both in our businesses and in our personal life as well. All the information and advice can be you know used in both aspects of life. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, is there any way that uh, if people have got uh, questions um, from this morning, is there any way that uh, people can get in touch with you, Megan? Yep. So um, there is an email address for um, our Cyber Protect officers within Avon and Somerset, um, which is cyberprotect at avonandsomerset.police.uk. Um, and you can use that email if you've got any questions or if you would like to organise any talks for your organisation or businesses um, or would just like some more, you know, to be directed to those resources that we spoke about. Great. No, that's that, that's fantastic. Um, Megan, thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, I, I think there's some really, really uh, valuable and, as I say, strong guidance um, for, for businesses out there. Uh, so if you've got any further questions, obviously not necessarily for Megan, but for us, um, our email is inquiries at swcrc.co.uk. And if uh, you want to speak to a protect officer, perhaps in one of the police force regions that we cover, but it isn't even in Somerset, uh, we can certainly uh, direct you to those people. So uh, in conclusion then, um, thank you for joining us and we hope uh, you catch up with our next podcast, which is coming soon. Don't forget, if you haven't already joined us as a free call member, just go to our website, which is www.swcrc.co.uk, uh, where you get um, National Cybersecurity Centre products and guidance, uh, which will make your business safer online. Oh, 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 oh,